All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We are on episode three of season five, and we are back for another week of college football and NFL. Fellas, how are we doing this week? We're doing good, but some of these kids would not. Some of these what? Some of these coaches. Oh, some of these coaches. Yeah, that, that is true. Yep, that is, our, segue. that is our top five for today. Sporty, how are we doing? Hey, another Michigan win. I'm always happy, buddy. All right. Oh, yeah. Hey, let, let it be known. White out dub if I was there. Hashtag yep. I was there. That was that Fun was time. that was big time. So at least at least both your teams won this week. We're just gonna The Colts did not. Well well yeah, I, I took an O for this week. That was very, very yeah. very disappointing. Yeah, that's sad. Very disappointing. But we'll we'll hint upon the the two losses my teams took, but uh before we do that Let's let's jump right into our top five. This week's top five, we're looking at football coaches who are on the hot seat right now. They are in some serious trouble. It could be based on last week. It could be, um, you know, across a couple of years. So we we do have a mix of, uh, well, we'll let we'll let you hear. But these could, could some of these coaches could be from, uh. From college, and some of them could be uh, from the pros. So, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Give us your top five. I guess this would be our worst five coaches right now, I guess, in a sense. So, give us your top five coaches that are on the hot seat. Okay. Well, first, uh, we're going to start out with an honorable mention for this top five. Um, Jim Harbaugh, sitting there, is the honorable mention. I couldn't put him on this list. I explained to uh, Kevin and Sporty here because – his blood is ashes now. He's been on that hot seat for a few years. There's no chance um, that you can even put him on the list. He's, it's an obvious one. He should, it's just ridiculous that he's still coaching. But number five, a bit of a shocker here. He's a really good coach, just not really, uh, not really doing anything lately. That's Mike Zimmer for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they definitely have a playoff caliber team most years, and it seems like they're either just making it, just missing it, or not playing the standards whatsoever. Um, I think it's time for a fresh start in Minnesota as much as I do like Zimmer. Um, number three, or number four, my bad, I can count, I promise. Um, we're going to go with Joe Judge. Uh, only a second-year coach in the Giants. However... You know, it it doesn't seem any better from last year. As a matter of fact, it seems worse, um, which is never a good thing. You want to keep trending up. So keep an eye on Joe Judge there. Um, Number three, I'm going to go with Manny Diaz. Um, Miami just got walloped by Michigan State, as well as Bama, and they squeaked one out against App State. Um, Really have not lived up to the standards the past few years. Um, basically all he's done while he's been there is introduce a turnover chain. Um, and other than that piece of jewelry, he has done absolutely nothing. So definitely think, you know, they might move on from him ASAP. Number two, been calling this one since the moment he got hired, Urban Meyer. I mean, he should be gone. I don't know if you guys saw, um, Jaguars Twitter, he sent out an apology um, it was very much Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019 tweeted out something very similar and they go on to win two Stanley Cups um, he basically is just saying to the 904 
we will be better and no one's working harder than the people in this organization. Um, Urban, you're gone uh, <laughs> probably by week eight. Um, and we'll see you whenever you accept the uh, USC job, um, which is bound to happen. Number one, Scott Frost. Absolutely nothing. He has been god-awful since he's been there. Uh, Nebraska has been irrelevant for a long time now, and he is not helping because that's my top five. All right, yeah. Um, definitely, I, I like. I do like the top three there. Um, would be interesting to see who gets the uh, USC job or who takes it, and who knows. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't count out anybody, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I think I don't think personally. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to get fired. I think they're going to let him ride, you know, the year out at least, uh, and see how he does. So, but honestly, you know what? You never know. That could be highly that that would be a, a very bold prediction, but one that could happen. So, um, see ya. Yep. I mean, honestly, I I could see him. I could see him leaving to go back to I, to, to college. It's not more of a organized organization gave up on you it's more of a he gave up on the organization that's okay. what i'm seeing okay. i think i think he gets sick of losing he's not used to it this whole trevor lawrence thing he doesn't want to take the time to do it and he's gone okay all right that make that i could i could see that rather than them you know cutting ties with him so um yeah. sporty go ahead give us your top five all right number my number five is uh i hate to say it but pat Narduzzi. it just seems like every year he always has a big win, and then there's always that following week, there's a letdown game. It happened again this year. They had a big win at Tennessee, and then bam, you know, letdown game, Western Michigan lose. It happens every, since he's been there, it happens every year. So I would say he's he's been consistent on winning and then losing a game where he, sh- where he should have won. So... That's why I have him on hot seat. Uh, with that loss this past Saturday, I have him going no more than seven and five, and that's that's my that's my prediction. And that's not his standards. That's not good. Seven and five is not good. So hopefully they can get the nine wins, but I don't see them getting the nine wins. They have, they have no running game whatsoever. Uh, their defense. Does not get a pass. They don't get a pass rush from a quarterback. Uh, linebackers are okay, but they, he needs to be more fiery with his team and, and get more out of his team. That's why I have him at number five. Number four, I'm going to go with BC coach Dustin Fuente. Uh, just like I said, he's just, just another Pat Narduzzi. Just always gets a big win and then and then loses. Okay, so he's another very, very inconsistent coach. That's why I have number four. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with uh, Scott Frost. That's a guy, he has been on a hot seat. I know he lost a close game. I know he lost a close game to Oklahoma. He still didn't get it done. Uh, I... Don't, I don't I don't see Nebraska getting seven wins. I see them going six and six this year, which may or may not uh, get a bowl uh, bid for them. I see them if they don't go six and six. I see them going five and seven or six and six. That's my predictions for uh, 
Nebraska, and that's definitely not good standards for them. So that's why I have it number three. Uh, number two, I go with uh, Manny Diaz. What is up with his, what is up with his program this year? I mean, did they lose? Did they lose? They lost the first game, or no? Sorry, yeah, they, they lost first game. Yeah, they lost to Bama. They lost to Bama. They got. I mean, they got shredded. I mean, just take a shredder and just start shred. They got shredded. <laughs> uh, wasn't even close. And the second game against App State, they almost lost at home, but they barely won that game. And this past weekend, they got just. They were not even motivated to play at home against Michigan State. I don't even know how many wins they're going to have this year. No idea. So they might go four and eight for all as I know. <laughs> Jeez. Four and eight. Wow. Four and eight or five and seven. No, 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 I think they'll have a winning record, I think. Four and wow. eight. Four and <laughs> my predictions for Miami five and seven or four and eight. That's it. Those are my two predictions for uh, Miami this year. Either, either record. So, Diaz is, as in Trevor's words, see it going after the season. Bye-bye. <laughs> and my number one coach is uh, Florida State, Mike Norvell. That guy, that guy's worse than Diaz. He's only been there for two years. Oh, two years this year. If he makes if he makes a pass uh, this year, uh, everyone thought with his hire from uh, Memphis, right? Yep. Like I said, his last year wasn't very good. Uh, this year's even worse. I mean, they, 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 they played a close game against Florida State, which, or they played a close game against uh, Notre Dame at home. Uh, I thought they were going to maybe be okay. Then they lost on the last play on the Hail Mary to Jacksonville State. Who the, who the heck are they? <laughs> and then, they, then they go to, then they go, uh, to Wake Forest and just get demolished. So that's another team that might be another four and eighteen this year. So those are my five coaches who are on the hot seat. And I would say, out of my list, I would say over under. I'm going to say two are going to get two or th- I'm going to say three are going to get. At the end of the season, three out of five. Three out of five. Three out of five will not be coaching at their um, team next year for twenty 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 two. All right. Um, All right. So sporty, we sporty and Hadley, we both had. I guess all of us have some crossover here. Um, My number five and number four team are are kind of looking at some teams that they win games. And they and they make their you know respective bowl games, but they're not at that championship caliber level. So that's why I think these two coaches are on the hot seat. Number five, I'm going Brian Kelly, Notre Dame. They win their games. You know they 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 play. I would say they play about four or five <clears throat> ranked, you know, tough opponents in the regular season. But it just seems like, you know, last year was an exception against Clemson. But it just seems like every game where something's on the line and they have to perform, you know, against the top dog, they just can't get it done. And, you know, with Brian Kelly, you know, getting recruits, he can basically get anybody. I mean, you know, besides, you know, recruits that are going to Alabama, Notre Dame gets a bunch of solid recruits and it just seems like Brian Kelly can't 
do much with them. You know, they can they can go ten and two, they can go eleven and one, twelve and zero in the regular season, but come playoff time, they're not you know keeping it close with anybody. So that's why I have them, or that's why I have Brian Kelly at five. Number four, I got John Harbaugh again. He's getting you know solid recruits, and he, he just can't. Kevin. What? Kevin. What? Oh, Jim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have Jim. I have Jim. So you must have really hated him asking Lamar if he wanted to go for it. That that alone is put on the hot seat. I have Jim in my notes, and I I said John. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) um, John, I hope you didn't hear this, John. Jim Jim Harbaugh. um, You know, he can't get past. You know, there's some years where he gets past Penn State. Other years, you know, he loses that game. And then I feel like they lose you know, against a random Big Ten opponent, and then they're always losing against Ohio State. This could be the year that Michigan knocks off Ohio State, and it, that Penn State game is going to be – that's going to be a real good game this year. I think, you know, as of right now what we've seen so far, Michigan and Penn State are, I'd say, one and two um, on their side of the Big Ten. I, I, I would honestly have Ohio State at three. I mean, I know Ohio State's played, you know, Oregon, but uh, with Michigan's running attack, I know Michigan really hasn't – played you know solid defenses but their running game against Ohio State if it's anything like they have in their first three games Michigan's going to put up you know 42 points against Ohio State because there's no way Ohio State's stopping the run we saw it against Oregon Michigan's going to do the exact same thing so that's why I have Jim Harbaugh at four number three I got Scott Frost again he hasn't really done much uh, while he's been at Nebraska, I think one of his biggest highlights was last Saturday. Um, you know, only losing by a touchdown to uh, Oklahoma. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like I think his, you know, where people lie with uh, Scott Frost. I think it's going to come down to whether or not he can beat Minnesota, Purdue, and Northwestern this year. He has to at least win those three games because there's no way they're beating Iowa, and I don't really see them beating Wisconsin at all. Um, he has to win against Minnesota. I think Minnesota that would be a, a bigger game for them to win, but still at the at the same time it's it's not like it's you know a ranked opponent. But I feel like if they can somehow finish third on their side, I think people might give him a little bit of a chance. I mean he's on you know he's walking on thin ice right now, so um, he's gonna have to do something quickly if he wants to stay there in Lincoln. Number two, I'm gonna go with Mike Norvell. Obviously. Um, off to an 0-3 start. I think, honestly, I, I forget the last time Florida State was. I think they said, like, ni- maybe was it, like, 1970s? Last time they started 0-3. Um, honestly, they played Notre Dame pretty well. Um, and then you go and lose to Jacksonville State, and then you lose to, to uh, Wake Forest. So, I don't know what to expect from, from the Seminoles. Um, I believe they have, I think, I forget, I don't know if it's this coming up here or the following year. They have, like, two recruits that are highly ranked that are both committed to Florida state. And I, I doubt both of them stay committed to Florida state. So Mike Norvell is going to have to quickly sporty. That's the team. I think that's, that's probably going to go four and eight. So I'll agree with you there that Florida state goes four and eight. And then my number one coach is uh, Manny Diaz. Again, to, to give him credit, they played Alabama app States, a top team out of the group of five. And then Michigan state who honestly, Michigan State looks really good as well. Um, so, I mean, if you have Derek King and with the talent they have on defense as well, they should be able to 
um, you know, put up points and they should have beaten the, with their talent. They should be able to beat Michigan state and they should be able to beat app state by at least two touchdowns. So um, that's why I have Manny Diaz at number one. So let's see. Moving on to our next topic here. Um, we're going to go over our college football teams of the week. So Hadley, I'm going to start with you. For our college football teams of the week, each week we are giving, uh, we're breaking it down kind of like our ideal fantasy lineup for uh, the past week. So based on performances, we're going to give a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, a flex position, one defensive player, and then we are going to give team offense of the week, team defense of the week, and then an overall team of the week. So the past couple weeks, um, it's not up on Twitter yet, but we do have our teams of the week. Um, So that's what it looks like from a player standpoint. So, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Break us down your uh, players of the week. Okay, starting at quarterback, we probably all have this, but Matt Corral um, threw for a bunch of touchdowns, ran for a bunch of touchdowns, had a heck of a game. Um, Ole Miss looking pretty good so far. Running back, Kenneth Walker, the third from Michigan State. Um, I think he had like 27 carries for like over 175 yards or something. Um you know, definitely helped pound Miami there and make sure that they cemented a win. Um, wide receiver, Drake London from USC. I want to say they started that game out down 14 nothing. Um, partly due to him and just the offense going ballistic, they ended up coming back and winning by like 28th. Um, in my flex, didn't put up huge numbers, only at 75 yards, I think, but Jahan Dotson, 10 catches, all reliable. Um, honorable mention to Clifford. Uh, the only reason he wasn't on there is because Matt Corral exists. Um, but Dotson had another hell of a week. He's looked for him to be a potential first-round pick. Um, defense, SEC player of the week defensively, Will Anderson from Bama. Really close game between them and Florida. Definitely came down to some defense. Um, he stepped up big time. Team offense, going Western Michigan. Bunch of yards against Pitt. Um, you know, I know Pitt's not fantastic, um, but they are still, you know, a team to be reckoned with. So to put up that kind of yardage against them, very impressive. Um, team defense, they lost the game ultimately, but Georgia Tech against Clemson. Um, they held him to 14. There was a rain delay. Um, Listen, if you're in Clemson, the 14, DJU Zawale, I, I tried pronouncing it for the first time. Um, he didn't even throw a touchdown. They looked terrible. They had seven until like five minutes in the fourth. Georgia Tech did their thing against Clemson. you got to give them credit there, even though they couldn't score the ball. That's really get the win. Um, and team of the week, Michigan State. The way that they just throttled Miami on the road, um, you know, definitely – deserves team of the week in my eyes no yeah definitely um big time i think you know big weekend for the big 10 um i think you know a lot of great performances from the big 10 um and uh we will have uh at least one we'll at least have two picks there hadley that you and i are going to agree on um so sporty go ahead jump jump to your uh players of the week here all right i'm gonna go with quarterback i'm gonna go with uh 
uh, Sam Howe out of North Carolina. Uh, he threw for five touchdown passes. Uh, had a big victory against uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. No, they played Virginia. You're right. You're oh, right. Virginia. Sorry, sorry, Virginia. So that's my quarterback for the week. Uh, he also threw for 300 yards. Uh, my running back, uh, this guy is from Fresno State, uh, Ronnie Rivers. Uh, he had 21 carries, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. Had a big, big victory at UCLA. Uh, my receiver, we got Josh Downs from uh, North Carolina. Uh, out of 300 yards, at Sam Howe passed. 200, 203 of them went to uh, Josh Downs. So he had went for 203 yards, eight catches, and he had two two touchdowns. So that's my receiver. Uh, my flex, uh, he's from Michigan. From Michigan, uh, Blake Horm. This is his third game where he's went over 100 yards rushing. He had uh, three scores. Uh, to go along with a uh, one catch for 13 yards. Uh, he's averaging, full stat-wise, he's averaging uh, 135 yards rushing per game uh, out of all three games so far. Plus, he has eight, eight touchdowns, and he has total for rushing yards. He has 407 yards already for in three games for rushing yards. Plus, he's averaging on – he does punt or kickoff return. He's averaging uh, – He's averaging 50 yards on kickoff return first first three games. He didn't he didn't uh, he didn't do kick return this past week. The first two weeks he did. So he is a Heisman candidate as of now. Like an outside watch, so keep an eye out on Blake for him. Uh, what am I missing here? Oh, I got the defensive player from Iowa. Jack Campbell made 11, 11 total tackles and a half a sack for Iowa. It's my defensive player of the week. Team offense. Uh, to, go along, to go along with Blake Corum, I'll go with uh, Michigan. They put up 63 points. Could have had 70. They were uh, called on a holding call that, that uh, would have brought them to 70. But, uh, yeah, Michigan's my team offense. They've been... Red Hawk the first three weeks, they've been averaging, out of all three games, total points average, they're averaging 47 points a game. So that's my team offense. Team defense. I'm going with the Iowa Hawkeyes. They play, they just, they play good defense. Uh, they won, uh, I think they only gave up seven points this, yeah, they gave up seven points this past week. Uh, I know the team wasn't very good. Uh, they played what Kent State. Yep. Uh, so they had about let me see. I'm looking up the stats here. They had two, four. They had six sacks altogether. Iowa did. So that's pretty, pretty good. And my uh, team of the week. I'm gonna go with Fresno State Bulldogs. They went in. They went into UCLA and stole a victory from Chip Kelly. Uh, kudos to their. I know I didn't name. I didn't. I know I didn't name him as my quarterback of the week, but kudos to Jake Hayner of 
Fresno State, he threw for 455 yards. And he completed 30, 39 of 53 passes. So kudos to him. So those are my college football uh, offense and defense and also team, team of the week. All right. Oh, yeah, sounds good. So, um, so I guess uh, both your teams of the week uh, involved, you know, they, they upset um, some ranked opponents. Uh, I'm going to start with my team of the week. I'm going to start with Penn State. Um, you know, I, obviously they were at home, whiteout conditions, but they came in, took care of business, beat Auburn. Um, but, hey, give credit to Tank's, Tank Bigsby. Uh, he had a heck of a game. Very shocked that uh, Auburn decides to throw a fade on fourth and goal instead of giving it to Bigsby. I mean, yep. I, I get you don't want to be too predictable, but at the same time, he was running pretty hard, and I think you got to find a way to get him the ball there. Um, you know, while, while we're talking about it, yeah, I want to give the Auburn fans some credit because, you know, whiteout conditions, like you said, but there was a lot of orange in that stadium. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you could see on TV. Yep. Um, but... Especially behind me, filled with Auburn fans. Definitely give them credit for coming out. Yeah, that top. So, like, you could see, like, you know, patches of orange, but then that top um, one side of the stadium, I think it's right above where you're yep. sitting, Hadley. That was like, there was like a, yep. like, just like a straight line of orange. So, that was props to Auburn for traveling well. But, uh, so, team of the week, Penn State for getting it done at home against a uh, ranked Auburn Tiger team. Team defense. I mean, I'm going to go with them, but I'm going to stay away from them when picking them uh, to win against anybody. Or let you know, I'm not even going to pick them to cover the spread. Um, but their defense showed up this week. I know it was against you know not a great opponent, but after giving up 40 to Arkansas, Texas Longhorns came back, pitched a shutout against Rice. Uh, you know, three sacks and a pick. So um, it was you know, if you're a Texas fan, it was nice to see them bounce back and have a big win. I think they won like 58, 59, nothing, something like that. So uh, team, de- team defense of the week is going to go to the Longhorns team offense of the week. I'm going to go with Western Michigan. They completely shredded Pitt's defense, 44 points, um, 517 yards of total offense. So uh, they, they, uh, they came up big against uh, the Pitt Panthers this weekend in an upset win. My defensive player of the week, it was definitely the catch of the week. Maybe heck, catch of the year. Probably interception of the decade, um, or that you know that's going to be you know in the future. We're gonna we're gonna remember this interception for a long time. DJ Graham from Oklahoma picks off Martinez on a fourth, and I want to say it was either fifteen or eighteen down near the goal line. Dove caught it one handed, and then put his hand under the ball to secure it. So. Um, and then he then he trapped it, um, you know, having his hand over and then using his uh, shoulder pads to um, bring it in. But uh, he he made a heck of a catch, and that was a big-time stop there for Oklahoma in a game where a lot of people thought Nebraska wasn't even going to keep it close. But Nebraska, had they had their chances to win that ballgame. So props to T.J. Graham for picking that ball off uh, near, the, near the goal line. Flex player of the week. I'm going to go with Sean Tucker. I know... They played Albany, but he had 132 yards on the ground and four touchdowns for Syracuse. So props to Sean Tucker. This is probably the only time we talk about Syracuse football 
Um, so we gotta we gotta give them a shout out while they put up 62 points against Albany. Wide receiver. I'm gonna go with Jordan Addison. While Pitt's defense didn't play well, their offense, at least through the air, played really well. Jordan Addison had six catches for 124 yards and three touchdowns against Western Michigan. So he was he was uh he he was playing well against Western Michigan. So I'm gonna give him my wide receiver. Running back of the week. I'm gonna go with Trayvon Henderson. 24 carries, 207, 277 yards, and three touchdowns against Tulsa. Um, big time, big time game from Henderson. They definitely needed it. Um, Tulsa was able to keep it close there for a while, but uh, Trevion Henderson, you know, was able to make some nice cuts and, and break a couple long runs there. So, um, props to him for for stepping up and getting it done. And then my quarterbacks. I'm gonna give it. This is gonna be my co. It's gonna be a co award this week. So Matt Corral. I think he had seven total touchdowns against um, Tulane. I want to say he had like either four through the air and three on the ground or three on the ground or, you know, four through the air, three on the ground or four on whatever, flip-flopping. Um, but I think he had yeah. seven seven total touchdowns. Um, and then I'm also going to give it to Kenny Pickett. Six touchdowns, 382 yards. Um, he passed Dan Marino for total yards, passing at Pitt. Um, but it was just a shame that you know they couldn't get it done against Western Michigan. So those are my players of the week and my teams of the week. And now we will jump to our NFL talk. So I'm going to ask you guys one question. You're going to give me. You're going to give me one game that really stood out to you this week, and you know just recap why that stood out. Maybe you know there was an upset. Maybe. I, I mean, I have a game in mind that really – it was a close game and there was a blown call, um, so I'll get to that game. But, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Give me one game that really stood out to you this weekend. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Chiefs-Ravens. Um, first of all, primetime games, well, lot. Like, great, awesome. They've been fantastic this year. Um Aside from the Packers last night and the Rams in week one, like every primetime game has been a show, it's been a treat. Um, but nonetheless, that game was so good because, you know, you saw the Chiefs offense spark and they, they did their thing. And you even saw the Chiefs defense spark. Like, Iron Matthew out the gates had a pick six. Um, so if I told you, you know, Pat Mahomes had – three touchdowns, a pick, and 300-some yards, Matthew had a pick six. You would have said, okay, the rest of the Ravens lost by 20. Well, they ended up winning this game by one. And I think it goes to show that, you know, in situations where they're trailing, if they're not necessarily down and out for the count. When, when you have a good defense that can make stops, and you have Lamar who can take you on long, methodical drives, um... I think it's not necessarily a recipe for disaster like some people think. So, got to give Lamar credit. Um, you know, got to start respecting him as a top five to ten quarterback at this point. He's a stud. Um, definitely, my main takeaway for the Chiefs, they need to find a way to create offense when Tyreek Hill is double covered. Because when he is doubled, you know, you have Kelsey, but... Nicole Hardman, at least yet. So definitely, you know, willing to see what the Chiefs do next time Hill gets covered. See if they can come back and bounce back from that. Yeah, I uh, 
I think it was like 35-20, and I was like, oh, I was just worried about, you know, are the Chiefs going to cover the spread here, let alone yeah. are they going to win the game? So, um, yeah, I wasn't even thinking, you know, the Ravens had a shot, but uh, they were able to uh, come back and get a huge, huge win on Sunday night. So, after after a very difficult loss against the Raiders, so, yeah. um, you know, losing three running backs, it hasn't really – in my mind, it really hasn't affected them as much as most people might have thought. Um, Sporty, give me one game that jumped out to you this weekend. I'd like to say the uh, Thursday night game. Giants and the uh, Reds, uh, Washington football team. There we that go. Game. There we go. Good way to fix that it. That game with the uh, <laughs> back, back and forth. Yep. <laughs> uh, both quarterbacks, hey, they both played well. Uh, Daniel Jones and uh, Taylor Heineke, I mean, they they both were lighting it up with with, with the uh, passing. Uh, it was unfortunate for the uh, Giants D lineman to go off sides. Uh, for them to kick it for the, for the Washington football, football team to kick an odd field goal for them to win. But I was talking to somebody and they said that the guy the Giants guy did not go off sides. I don't know if it's true or not. It's 50 50. I do yeah. not know for a fact, but I was talking to somebody where they, t- they t- indefinitely told me they said he did not go off. So, so time answers close. Well, will ever come out if he was really went past the ball or if he stayed on sides. But kudos uh, to, like I said, kudos to Daniel Jones. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he. Really didn't look the. He didn't really look the same. Uh, relax. I mean, a little bit. He did a little bit better this week than, than last. The only week. time he got any sort of hole, he blasted out of it. So. Yeah, that yeah. that, that O line isn't the best. So. <laughs> yeah. Cre- hey, credit to Taylor Heineke. That was one of the best throws I've ever seen for the touchdown. Oh, the seals jam. That was beautiful. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Good, uh, good sport. Like I said, I do want to say. Barkley, he did run harder than he did the first week. So, kudos to him. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I don't think he uh, he didn't get in the end he didn't get in the end zone yet. So hopefully, uh, did he score? He didn't score week one, did he? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. So hopefully week three. I'm not sure they play. Oh, they play the Falcons. Yeah, they play the Falcons. So he should he should score plenty this week. And Jones should have a big game. This this. Well, this game could be a shootout, fellas. Falcons and the Giants. Yeah, we, and we, and we don't know what Falcons team we're going to see. Are they going to be a team that uh, gets blown? Or who, I'm trying to think who they. Oh yeah, they played the Eagles. They got blown up by the Eagles. But then, you know, this past weekend, they go and they're down three against the Bucks, and they throw two pick sixes to uh, to really seal the deal. So, hey, Adley's fun fact of the week. I always have one. All right, what is it? What is this? This this week. Um, Matt Ryan, um, you know, throws a touchdown. They go down three to the Bucks. Um, you could hear him apparently from one of the mics on the field say, "Don't call it a comeback." Um, and he proceeds to throw two picks, and I think they lose by twenty something. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't go too well for Matt Ryan. There. Nope, not at all. Um, I think for me, game of the week was Cowboys Chargers. And I'll tell oh you why. I'll tell you why. First of all, Cowboys 
I thought they were going to win the game. I got, I picked them from the start to win the game outright. Um, they looked they looked good against the Bucks, and then I was interested to see, you know, was that going to carry over in week two? What what Chargers team were we going to see? But it was it was a good game, um, both sides of the ball. But at the very end of the game, seventeen fourteen, Herbert rolls out. He's about to get sacked. He literally is getting tackled by one arm, and he's still up on his feet, and he's still moving, throws the ball away, apparently gets called for a sack. I'm sorry, the last the last time I checked, a sack is either when you're on the ground or forward progress is stopped. He was still moving when the guy had him. Literally, the guy touched him, grabbed him for... One second, and the whistle blew. I'm sorry, but they need to stop protecting the quarterback so much. Even these these roughing the passer calls, I understand a late hit. As soon as the ball is out of the hand, if it's not a reasonable hit, if it's well after the ball, then throw the flag. But if the guy is just about ready to get the pass off and he still has the ball, and you know, if I'm a linebacker or a D lineman, I'm coming in full-fledged, I should be allowed to hit the quarterback. Like, they need to, and like, this drilling into the ground stuff. Well, what do you want them to, what do you want them to do? Like, I get it. If you, if the initial tack, the initial tack, we wrap up, send them to the ground, I get that. But if there's an extra, if that, you know, if there's something where he picks them up and drills them to the ground, that's a penalty. If he pushes them down to the ground and then he gives them another, you know, another shove, I could see that. But they need to stop with the whole protecting the quarterbacks thing. And, and I think this this is another tough one. When a quarterback is about ready to give himself up, because sometimes they don't always do it. I think I mean it, it's a tough one. But if I'm if I'm a defender, I'm just letting them slide. But at the same time, you also have to kind of think you know if it's if it's fourth and ten and they're scrambling for a first down. This is this goes for college as well. If you're scrambling for a first down. And you're about ready to give yourself up. I should be I should be allowed to come up and hit you before the first down marker. Now, I granted I know the rule is where you give yourself up. That is, you know, where you're technically down. But at the same time, you should be able to come in and you know stop the ball. Which leads me back to the Auburn Penn State game real quick. I get it. There was a blown call punting on third down. That was ridiculous. Get get the down get the down right in the first place. So I'm not. I'm not, you know, siding with Auburn here, but in the at the goal line when I believe it was uh Washington, I believe he had the ball. Was that him? And he um, or who was it? Yes, he, yes, they, yes. He caught a screen. Yes, Parker Washington. He got a screen and he was about wrapped up, but he's still twisting and he's about ready to go into the end zone. If I'm a linebacker, first of all, he hit him with his shoulder. He hit him with the shoulder and he hit the mm-hmm. and you know Apparently they said he was a defenseless receiver at that point. He was about ready to stretch the ball out. If I'm a linebacker or a defender, I should be allowed to come up and knock you back from extending the ball. The only yeah. the only way it should be targeting is if you launch at somebody's head with your head or if you have a helmet-to-helmet contact. I'm the the whole shoulder to the head. I get it that would, you know, that could be targeting, but at the same time, a helmet on helmet's way harder, a way harder of a hit than than a than a shoulder. I think a shoulder is a safer yeah. way to, to get it done than helmet yeah. to helmet. That's that's what I that's what I thought targeting was supposed to be. Helmet to helmet, yeah. 
That's what it was supposed to be. Two, two things to your point here. One, a hundred percent right about everything. And the Cowboys Chargers game showed everything that's wrong with refing. Um, it was basically a display of terrible refing all game. Um, number two, I really think they need to do what the NBA NBA does and have like a flagrant one, flagrant two for targeting. Yes. Yep. Flagranting. I mean, targeting without intent, no ejection, ten yard penalty. With intention, fifteen yard penalty. You're out of the game. Yep. There needs to be levels to this. Not all targetings are the same, or you know, it's ridiculous. Well, and like week, what was that? Week one, Louisville Ole Miss. There was four targeting calls. I think there was three in the first half. Yeah, that's and pathetic. If you're a, if you're running back, and I'm sorry, if, well, first of all, if you're running back, you're hitting your hole, and a linebacker comes across. You know, he he's getting he can't see. He's trying to he's coming around. You know, a D lineman or around an offensive lineman, and he can't see. And he's coming. He knows the running back is going to fill that hole, but he can't see him yet. I'm pretty sure a linebacker got called for targeting because he came around and he hit the running back. I think he hit him in the head with his helmet, which I just said should be targeting. But at the same time, if a running back lowers his head, where am I supposed to hit you? That should be the the part that's that's reviewable. That could be a 5 to 10 yard penalty with no agenda. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's different levels to it. That that should be the part that gets taken into consideration. If I'm the offensive player and I lower my head, it should not be targeting if a defender yeah. comes up and lays a hit. Yeah. Lower your shoulder, don't lower your head. Now, I understand that's easier said than done, but there's no way a linebacker should get called for targeting when the ball carrier sees the linebacker coming at him. There's, there's no way it should happen. But uh, Cowboys did end up winning the game on a, on a big-time field goal, 2017. So... We're going to jump to our last uh, last part of our pod here. We are going to bring on a guest picker for the week for our college football picks and our NFL picks. Hadley, go ahead. Tell us who our, uh, our guest picker is this week. All right. This week uh, we have you know the GOAT of summer league coaching, the GOAT of a lot of things. Um, some say he has goatheritis. <laughs> Alex Colabove. Welcome to the pod, brother. Hello, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great, Bob. Good. Good, Alex. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? Good, thanks. All right, Bob. I'm going to start with. I'll start with you here. We're going to start with our uh, our college football picks. So first, so I have five games. We're just picking the straight winner, and then the okay. next three we we go over uh, some spreads here. So our first game mm-hmm. this week we have LSU Mississippi State. Who wins the game? Uh, I feel like LSU wins that game. You liking you liking uh, Coach O by? Uh, yeah, I think I think he uh, he'll rally his guys uh, to get back after their loss. All right, hey, that, that's a good pick. I'll I'll, I'll uh, let's list mine here in a second. Hadley, who are you going with here? LSU, Mississippi State. It's in Mississippi State. I believe so. Yes. Give me Mike Leach. I'm going Mississippi State. Mississippi State. All right, Sporty, who are you going with? Uh, it's a it's a high noon kickoff, right? ESPN. I uh, I would think so. Let me check it real quick. Uh, so Sporty's making his pick based on what time of day it is. That's very <laughs> that's very analytic here. 
The game is yes, the game is at ESPN on ESPN at high noon. I'll go with Mississippi State Bulldogs at home. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Join the join the train, Sporty. All right, I'm jumping back with Bub here. I think LSU bounces back after a big loss against UCLA. Um, I think they get it done to start off one and zero in the SEC. So I'm taking the Tigers here. Next game. Above, I'm going to start with here. We're going to start with you. We're going to go. Uh, we'll jump to the Big Ten here. Nebraska against Michigan State. I have to go Michigan State here. Nebraska absolutely looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hadley, who you going with here? Hey, Kevin, I'm I'm riding the above coattails. I'm going to go Michigan State. You know, coming off of Miami win, and he's right. Nebraska looks terrible. All right, Sporty, who you going with? Hey, make it a trifecta. Three for three. Mel Tucker, W, Scott Frost, L. Seven o'clock in Mission State Stadium. Under the lights. Nebraska, they'll get buried. I mean buried. All right. So, Sporty goes with Sparty here. He he doesn't take into consideration that Nebraska only lost by seven to Oklahoma. But I'll agree agree with you guys. I'm going to take Michigan State here. Kenneth Walker's on a whole other level. I think he rushes for a buck fifty and has two touchdowns, and I think Michigan State wins. We'll go. Uh, we'll go twenty-eight, twenty-four here. I think it's going to be a close one. That's a close one. I think, close I, I think it's going to be close. I think Nebraska. I think Nebraska scores a late touchdown to make it close. Okay. So, um, all right. Next game, but we have Texas A&M who struggled in their game against Colorado against Arkansas, who's knocked off Hookem already. Who are you going with? Against who? Against who? Uh, A and M and Arkansas. I'll go with A and M. I feel like they they have a. I think they have a good pass rush. I was looking at right. that. They do. The Marvin Leal. Yep. Bob's going with the Aggies. All right, Hadley, who are you going with? I am not taking Bob's side here. I'm going to go with the Razorbacks at home. All right, pulling off the upset, Sporty. Uh. You know what, Arkansas? Nobody, nobody thought they'd be they beat Texas in week two, and they throttled them in week two. I mean, throttled them. <laughs> so hey, got to go with the Razorbacks at home. I kind of went back and forth with this. You know, A and M. They have the talent, but Arkansas did knock off Texas. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll take the Razorbacks here in an upset. So, I like the. Uh, I like the original SEC member versus, uh, you know, the newer SEC member here. So I'm going to take the, uh, the Razorbacks in an upset against the Aggies. All right, next game. UCLA, who's coming off a disappointing loss against Fresno State, against Stanford. UCLA and Stanford. Bob, who are you going with here? I'm going with Stanford. I feel like they did really good against US, 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 USC. Yeah? All right. So coming off a big USC win. They go and knock off the Bruins. Hadley, who are you going with here? Um, I'm sorry, Bob. I'm, I think we're one for four now with agreeing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite above here. I think Chip Kelly has a chip on his shoulder um, after the Fresno State loss, and he's got the visor on, so I can't pick against him. So throwing in your chips for Chip Kelly, all in. All right, I have lots of chip puns. Wow, <laughs> Sporty, who are you taking here? I mean, you were riding high with UCLA. Heck, you thought they were going to the freaking playoff here at one point. Um, 
<laughs> well, not not exactly, but you were riding them high to, to potentially. You said top ten. Man. Top ten. Top yeah, 10. we did have a top ten bet here. So, uh, are you still re- liking the Bruins here? Yeah, I mean, after I was reading after the Fresno State game, they're saying Chip Kelly could be back in the hot seat. So, uh, yeah, well, he needs to win bad. All right. So, like I said, like in uh, casino, put in all your put in all your chips. So. I'm putting all my chips in for Chip Kelly. All right. <laughs> could potentially uh, – I mean, I, I like the pick, but that you could be uh, you could be in trouble here, Sporty, because Stanford, hey, they played well against USC, so watch out. I'm going to go with UCLA as well. DTR and Zach Charbonnet, deadly duo. I think they bounce back, get it done against Stanford, uh, and they'll be sitting nice at 3-1 and one there. All right, final game for just picking the straight-up winner. Probably the game of the week. Um, two teams that – Kind of struggled, but I think this is a, whoever wins this game could uh, really this could really dictate whether they are successful the rest of the year or not. Um, but we got Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Man, I've been watching the Notre Dame games. I have a cousin that's a Notre Dame fan, and I mess with them. They 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 win by like so little. And I just don't see them beating Wisconsin at all because Wisconsin, I feel like, is a very strong team. That was a tough game for Penn State to win in Wisconsin. So I'm going with Wisconsin. Yeah. Notre Dame, Notre Dame has to lose one of these games. They're not getting away with them anymore. All right. Heck yeah, Bob. I like the pick. Hadley, who are you going with? I'm hopping on the Bob train with this one. Uh, Wisconsin's the stronger team. Like that, they're more physical. Um, Jack Cohn coming back, I think he's going to look like a pile of blank. We don't say bad words on the show, but he is going to look bad. All right, Sporty. We're two for two with the Badgers. Hey. As in Lee Corsa says, not so fast, my friends. Try (laughs) fast. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said not so fast, my friends. Then you said try fast. You totally contradicted yourself there. Hold on. Can we all just take a moment? He said not, so, he said not so fast, my friend. Then he said trifecta. So, Sporty, who, I thought he was riding Notre Dame. Who are you so. picking here, Sporty? Hey, I said trifecta. Okay. We well, said not so fast. Okay. I know. I said okay. not so fast, but then I said, hey. Four times for the Lee Corso. Right. But nonetheless. So okay. Hey, Wisconsin's coming off a bye. They scouted, they've scouted Notre Dame. So, Notre Dame's been hanging, on, hanging by a thread. The first three weeks of football, I mean by thread. So this week, hey, the thread's going to get pulled. They'll lose. All the Notre Dame fans will, will start crying. So I'll take Paul Christ, W over Brian Kelly. All right. I'm going to take – I'll be the caboose on the above train here. I'm going to take the Badgers. Um, if Notre Dame even struggles against Purdue, they're definitely in, the, you know, in for a rude awakening against Wisconsin. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Wisconsin wins by a touchdown. All right, now, moving on to our three games that involve the spread. Um, Bob, we have a thing on here where we look at the UConn spread each week um, because their spread is a humongous number. They're always the dog. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see, if, uh, we'll see if they cover. So Wyoming is favored 29 points. Who covers the spread here, Bob, Wyoming or UConn? I'll go with UConn. All right, all right. Hey, last week, last week, UConn did cover the spread. They were dogs by 34 points, and I think, Hadley, what was that final score? 
I think they lost by 32. 32, so they just covered the spread. Aren't they the worst team in like college football? Oh, by, by far, yeah. They lost the Holy Cross. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, no offense holy to crap. Holy, holy Crap. Yeah, Holy Crap. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a bad yeah. loss. That's what we said. <laughs> so, um, all right, so Bob's going with UConn. So, wait, Hadley, we'll, we'll say the jingle. Can UConn cover the spread? Who, who Drummer, please. I think they will. I think they will. All right. Wyoming does not have Josh Allen. Ah. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with UConn. Hey, fun fact. UConn scored their first touchdown against an FBS team last week. They think they scored three or four touchdowns because they got shut out by Fresno State. They got shut out by Purdue. They put up 20, 28 against Holy Cross, but Holy Cross is an FCS school. So, um, they didn't play good teams then. Yeah. Fresno exactly. State beat... I forget who they beat Purdue over Notre Dame. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Their competition isn't awful, but they're not putting up they any suck. points. Yeah, they still they still really bad. Yeah. Um, Sporty, who are you going with here? Wyoming or UConn? You took UConn last week. I did, but uh, Wyoming is three and zero. First two opponents, not so good. They beat uh, Montana State week one, nineteen sixteen, and they beat Northern Illinois fifty to forty three. And this was a shocker this past week. They crushed Ball State, forty-five to twelve, Ooh. at home. They're up, they're up thirty-one nothing at halftime. So I'm going to go with the Wyoming Cowboys. All right, Wyoming Cowboys to cover the spread. Um, I'll make that three, three out of the four here. I'm going to take UConn. Um, I say they lose by twenty-eight, so they'll they'll just cover that spread. Um, again. To Hadley's words, Wyoming doesn't have Josh Allen. So I think that's the only reason why we know of Wyoming football. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll take the Huskies here. All right, next spread, Bob. You got Florida, who just came off a tough loss against Alabama. They're favored 20, 20 points against Tennessee. Who are you going with? I'll go with Florida. They're they're pretty pissed off right now that they <laughs> lost out in like that. That's their – that's the, that was their one time to get into the consideration for the playoffs. They beat them. They're in the consideration. So they're they're coming out firing. All right. I like it. Go Gators. Hadley, who are you going with? Honestly, you couldn't have said it any better. I agree. They're going to come out really, really hot from the last loss. And I think they're going to win by – I'm going to go 27, something like that. 27. All right. Sporty, who are you going with here? Oh, I just found out Joe Milton might be starting again. So – uh if he starts, Tennessee will not have a chance. <laughs> so, I'll go with Florida State in a route by uh, five touchdowns. Well, apparently Sporty's given Florida State his first, uh, their first one of the season. Um, Florida, Florida. 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 So, uh, Florida, not Florida All right, you're State. taking Florida. All right, yeah, so if Joe Milton – I was thinking Hendon Hooker might keep them in the game, but if Joe Milton's starting, there's no way they're covering the spread. So, I'll take Florida as well. Uh, last college football game, we got Oklahoma favored 16, 16 and a half against West Virginia. Bob, who do you like there? I'm taking West Virginia. They played really good against Virginia Tech, and uh, I think they'll actually beat them. I Whoa. think they'll beat Oklahoma. Whoa. Bob, yeah. I, I like I like. I just it. don't like Spencer Rattler. I don't think he's I don't think he's all that bad. I think he's definitely not in Heisman consideration at all. All right. And I just don't think Oklahoma is as strong as they think everyone thinks they are. All right, I like I like the pick there, Bob. Hadley, who are you going with? I'm going to partially agree with Bob. I, I agree that Rattler's not that great. 
And I also agree that West Virginia is going to come in spread. I think Oklahoma sneaks past again, but they have been really suspect. So this is definitely a trap game. Yeah. Uh, Sporty, who are you going with here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Sooners. Uh, they, Oklahoma hasn't looked good in the first, uh, well, outside of week two. They didn't look good week one, and they didn't look good week three. So I'm going to say they take all their frustration out on the Mountaineers at home Sunday night. On This game is on ABC, so I say Oklahoma will throttle the Mountaineers. All right. So if, if, if it was on Fox, I was gonna say if it was on Fox, West Virginia <laughs> would win. Yeah. <laughs> if it was, they would on... win, but they, hey, they would win, but they wouldn't cover. All right. So okay. So, <laughs> strictly on the fact that it's so, not on Fox, they're not gonna cover. I've, I've never taken into consideration <laughs> what channel it's on when I'm picking a spread. I mean, if Gus Johnson was calling the game, <laughs> new strategy unlocked. If Gus Johnson was calling the game, I don't think I'd take the Sooners to cover, but uh, that's just my opinion. Um. I'm going to take WVU. They did. They played uh, Virginia Tech pretty well. Kind of shaky on their defense because they let Virginia Tech back in that game. But Oklahoma's offense didn't look that great against Nebraska. So give me give me the Mountaineers here to cover. All right, last couple games we have. We're switching to NFL. Uh, these games, we're just going to pick the straight winner. Bob, Colts and Titans. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to go with the Titans on this. I don't I don't really know if Carson Wentz is going to be playing for the Colts, and uh, I feel like uh, Julio Jones will have a big game. And Derrick Henry, like, nothing really you can do. All right. Can we put a bet on what he's going to pick? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So you would, you would fail because I'm going to pick the Titans. Wow. <laughs> and that's assuming, that's assuming that Carson Wentz doesn't play. If he plays... I'd go Indy, but because it's a must win. But I think Jacob Eason sucks. So <laughs> as of right this second, if Eason's starting the game, I take Tennessee to cover any sort of spread. All right, Sporty, who you going with here? Uh, gotta take the home team, the Titans. Uh, first home game of the season for them, so they'll be ripping around to go. They came off a huge come from behind victory at Seattle on Sunday. Uh, Henry. I had a monstrous second half. Uh, I think he had 35 carries. Uh, I think he had 35 carries and I think 100, what, 150 yards. Something like that, yeah. Two or three touchdowns. Plus he caught six passes for maybe 50 or 60 yards. So the Colts are just, I said, without Wentz. And if he does play, he's not 100%. So I, I don't trust the Colts right now with their offense or their defense. Their defense isn't very good either, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got some players on that defense. Yeah, they do. They or do you somebody. watch your mouth. <laughs> I'll take the hey. I'll take the Titans at home. Is all I have to say. All right, short and sweet. Okay. Um, short I'll make sweet. I'll, I'll make that four for four. We're gonna go with the Titans here. Uh, without Wentz, offense is gonna struggle. Defense might keep him in for a little bit, but ultimately, offense they're not gonna put up many points. Um, so if you have Blankenship in your fantasy league, he might, uh, he might get the double digits this week. Oh, he'll have a game. So, uh, I like the Titans here. All right, Bob, going to the NFC East. Cowboys and Eagles, who wins the game? This is going to be, I feel this is going to be, uh, it's going to be a really good game. I like Jalen Hurts. I like the Eagles. I think they, who did they play last game? I know they played the 49ers. They did pretty good against 49ers. I think 
49ers have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, I'm, but I think it's going to be 49ers and Cowboys in the NFC Championship. So, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are just so strong. Mike Parsons is my favorite player in the NFL right now. He's going to be, he's going to have 25 sacks at the end of the year now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's, I, I don't think the Eagles have the secondary to stop C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, Tony Pollard had a really good game. So, and Doc Prescott, he's just amazing. Yep, good pick there, uh, Hadley. Who you going with? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys as well. I'm, I've been very low on the Eagles since before the season started. I don't mind Jalen Hurts. I just think he has nothing. Um, I think you'll really see that this game. I think the Cup win by double digits. All right. Sporty, who you going with? Uh, I got to go with the Eagles. Or not the Eagles. I got to go with the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eagles, Eagles they, they lost their best defensive uh, defensive lineman, Brandon Graham from Michigan. He's out for the season. Uh, Better than Fletcher Cox? Yeah, come on, Sporty. Sporty, showing a little biased. Whatever. Yeah, he's a little biased. <laughs> a little biased. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, so three. Uh, like I said, Dak uh, Prescott in his uh, receiving core, man, he's got weapons. It it sure is deadly. Receiving core. Deadly. The game is a Monday night game on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Does, does that matter? Does that, does that influence anything? No, that is not influence. <laughs> at all. Okay. I do that think that makes it a close game. I feel like the intensity will make it a close game. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's the. Okay. Plus, yeah. it's a division matchup. I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a close one. Um, Literal dogs out there too. Literal dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. Exactly. So I'll take the Cowboys as well. Um, offense is just too much to stop. So I, I like the Cowboys to win against the Eagles. All right, this game really doesn't mean a heck of a whole lot, but somebody's gonna get their first win of the season. Giants and Falcons. Uh, Bob, who are you taking here? I got to go with the Giants, take one Barkley. I actually do think that they will win, not just bias. Um, I think Saquon, he looks really good if he can have a yard. If they give him a yard, he looks good. But if he's getting people hitting him in the backfield, then there's nothing he can do. The only person on the Falcons line is Grady Jarrett, and he, he's kind of a big dude. He really can't get him in the back that much. And anyone else on the Falcons, they really I don't think they're going to be able to tackle take on Barkley, I feel like he'll go for like maybe two touchdowns, 100 yards in total. So I take the Giants, probably touchdown or two. Okay, all right. Hadley, who you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants as well. I just think that offensively, both of them might struggle a little bit. Um, but I think the, the Giants have the more stout defense. Um, I hope Barkley has a big game. Uh, until I see it, I won't believe it. But uh, – Give me the Giants in a low-scoring game. All right. Sporty. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants, too. Uh, I think uh, the Giants have – I think they have more more, more rep weapons on uh, offense. They got, they got de- decent receiving core, uh, running back Barkley. So, uh, I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be about 35-28 final. Okay, I'll take I'll take take the Giants by seven. All right. Um, even though the Falcons have Ridley and Pitts, I think I do think the Giants uh, find a way to win this game. 
even though the Falcons kept it close with the Bucks there uh, last week, I do think the Giants offensively, offensive line isn't there, but they have the weapons everywhere else on the offense. So um, I think Daniel Jones leads them down the field and they can uh, put up the points against the Falcons. So I'm going to take the Giants. All right. This can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. I think Pitts could have a really good game because uh, there's really no one that is going to be guarding him because Bradbury is going to be on um, Ridley. And Brad- I think Bradbury is a really good cornerback. He's re- really big. So that's gonna he's going to match up with Ridley really good. But I think Kyle Pitts is going to have – I think he had like six six catches, close to 100, and probably it's a touchdown. He, yeah. They're probably going to be going to him this game because they want they want to show what they got. Exactly in the yeah. draft. Yeah, you can't you can't pass up on an opportunity to throw to Pitts because he is he has a special talent, but he just got to work his way into that offense there. So, um, mm-hmm. here's a matchup where some people thought that this could be the NFC Championship. Uh, Still could be. I know uh, Bob even said about the Cowboys and 49ers. That could be the NFC Championship. So there's a bunch of teams you know, that we're still kind of uh, looking at here. But Bucks and Rams. Bob, who are you going with here? Hmm. This is going to be a tough game. I think this is going to be uh, – I hate to say it, but I feel like this is going to come down to the last second. And uh, I think Tom Brady's going to throw a touchdown to win the game. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. All right, I do. I do agree with that exact statement and everything about it. Uh, Brady's going to win it there at the last second for them. Hadley, who are you going with? This is in LA, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Rams very bad, but I got to go with the Bucks. They just look way too good offensively, and you know the Rams want to get a run game going, and Vita Bay is just going to blow it up. Same with Devin Lydon. Exactly. The whole defense, so give me the Bucks. Bucks. Sporty. Um, give me the Bucks. Uh, I haven't seen anybody still have Tom Brady yet. Uh, not sold on the Rams. Uh, running game yet. They do have a pretty good uh, passing game. Uh, I think this will be another shootout. Uh, I think the uh, Bucks will win uh, 38-31. Final score. Okay. Surprise kind of the Rams. I think the Rams are favored a half a point to win. I mean, I, essentially that's just straight pick the winner there. But uh, I guess the only reason why they're favored is because it's a home game for them. But I'm going to take the Bucks as well. Like Bob said, I think Brady comes down. Maybe the 49ers kick a field goal to take the lead late. And then, you know, Brady works his magic, comes down, scores a touchdown, throws a touchdown pass to Gronk in the back of the end zone for the win. So I'm going to take the Bucks as well. All right. Yeah, Gronk is back, this- by the way. What's I have this question. What's that? Do you think Tom Brady's going to throw more touchdowns than his age this year? Ooh. He's getting pretty. That's getting pretty high. Yeah, you know? Ooh, that's that's a good question. Is that going to be an ESPN statistic? That's a good. I question. feel like that will. That is a very good question, Hadley. What do you think? Well, there's an extra game this year, and he threw forty last year, and he's already got a five touchdown game in the. In he's the back nine pocket. touchdowns already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say he throws the exact number, 44. 44. Um, typically, I would say take the over. But uh, hmm. I think I think there's going to be games where they try to work on their uh, rushing attack. So I think maybe he gets, you know, two or three touchdowns a game, and then uh, he'll uh, – you know, they'll rely on the rush game there. I mean, 
Well, granted, that math didn't really add up there. Two to three. If he has three a game and what he has, 14 games left. He's going to have to have, have some bad games for him not to. Huh? Exactly, yeah. And I don't see him having any bad games because nobody can get to him at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. I'll take the over there. Um, they are gonna have to work on that rushing attack, but you know, since the fact that he already has nine already, and you know, even if he he'll throw for more than two. I mean, granted, I think his lowest game might be you know this season. He might only throw for two, uh, and that's low for him. So I I will I'm gonna switch the pick here. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. Sporty, how many how many touchdowns do you think uh, Tom Brady throws? I'm gonna say. I'm going to say he throws for uh, 45. 45. All right. So we're all taking – Bob, are you taking the over as well? Yeah, I think he throws for like 44 to 47, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the more I think about it – I, I could see him sitting out like the last two games if they're in the top. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. That could happen. Yep, that, that could play. Because they do have Kyle Trask now, so they maybe want to get that guy kind of some reps in. Yep, yep. So yeah, that could play a role in the over under there. So, um, all right, next game: Packers and 49ers. Bob, who are you taking? I'm taking the 49ers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't look the same. I know he hit some balls. He hit Devontae Adams on that deep ball, but it was against a guy I've never even heard of before, <laughs> and they were not. They were actually like they were losing to the Lions, and that's not good. And they played terrible against the. Saints and I, I just think that the 49ers are good all around. Eh? Every right. single position they, they're good at. They don't need to fill any holes in, on their team. And I, I don't, I just don't see the Packers beating them because of that. Yep, yep. So I do like the, I like the 49ers as well to win that game. Um, even though the 49ers' offense has kind of struggled, um, I do think their defense can get after it and give Rodgers fits. Hadley, who you picking here? Well, as long as Garoppolo is out there, I just don't. I. The offense isn't full potential. Um, Rodgers has something against the Niners, um, and that's not getting drafted by them number one overall. I think he still takes that personally. So I think he goes into San Fran and gives them their first loss. So I'm going to take the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. Sport, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to take the Packers. I know the first half, uh, they play like crap. Second half, it was a tale, it was a tale of two halves. First half, Perhaps second half, marvelous. So, I think they're going to ride the second half into San Fran, and I think they'll steal one in San Fran. I know their defense isn't very good this year. Uh, I think uh, Rogers, I think Rogers, Adams, and uh, Jones will have to carry the Green Bay team this year for them to win. I don't see them. I don't see their defense carrying helping them much at all with the uh, events. Okay. All right. Is well, Darius Smith still out for the Packers? Uh, I know he didn't play on Monday night. Too. Wait, what's he play? I don't know if it's Pack- official or not. You know? Linebacker. Outside linebacker. Uh, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure, buddy. Because I know he's their best pass rusher, and if they don't have him, that, that hurts them a lot on defense. Yeah. So. Yep. So, all right, last three games here. They're going to be by the spread. We are uh, up to over an hour here. So, for the last three picks, just give me the team, and then we can move on to the next game. So, we have Chiefs favored by six and a half against the Chargers. Bob, who are you taking? Chiefs. Hadley? 
The Chiefs are pissed. Whoa, <laughs> no swearing on here. Hey, hey, that's all right. That's all right. We're, good. We're, good. We're, good. we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Chiefs. 40? Hey, not so fast, my friends. I'm taking the Chargers, okay? Okay, so okay. Yeah, so now you're going to use it. All right, that's what you're supposed to use it for, Sporty. All right, so we're taking the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going to say the Chiefs, they're going to – Herbert might keep it – oh, yep, sorry. No, no explanations. No explanations, sorry. Chiefs. No, Chiefs, it's okay. Chiefs. Let's hear it. Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs. That's all That's all you have to say there. All right, next game. Broncos, 10.5 against the Jets. Buff. Uh, I, I think Broncos. Hadley? Jets, but they, they lose by 10. Sporty. They cover. Uh, you gotta take the Broncos. Jets are Jets are bad. They're bad. All right. Wilson's not as good as what he thinks as what the people advertised so far. Their defense is, I mean, god awful. They can't move the ball. So I'm gonna take the Broncos by two touchdowns. Yep. Uh, Twenty-eight to fourteen. Broncos with a victory and cover the spread. Give me, give me the Broncos. They're definitely covering that game. All right, last game. Bills eight and a half against the football team. Bub. Ah, uh, Bills. Hadley. Football team loses by seven. Covers. Sporty. Uh, I gotta take. I gotta take Taylor Heineke. Uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna go in and not only cover, but I say they steal one in Buffalo. So give me. Gave me the Washington football team in a victory. Wow. wow. All right. Those moms are going happy. You're going to get some tweets after about yep. that. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a little head scratcher. I'm going to take the Bills by – I'm going to say they win by 10. I'm going to say they win 27 to 17. So I'm going to take the Bills to cover. So that wraps up our weekly picks. Bub, thanks for joining the pod and uh, giving some insight. Thank insights. you for having me. So uh, – it was it was nice to have another voice on the pod. So uh, next yep. week we'll we'll send it with uh, some more college football and NFL talk. So thanks for listening.